What's going on, golf addicts? It is the Charles Schwab Challenge 2023 betting show. Tour junkies here, DB, Pat Perry. Pat, how we doing? I love the champions polo. Yeah, that's for you, DB. Thank Just you. for you. You're a champion, DB. You're a champion in my eyes. You know, champion of flight three. You know what I mean? Um, I don't want to get into all that because uh, you know, I could talk about it a lot. I said it today in our first in our first look show that I did for the Nut Hut family. I said, you know, I, I think I think me and Pat could do a full I, I would like to do a full podcast with all the spare time we have on um, on my member member weekend and and then just like all the things that happened over the PGA championship because we're gonna get to some of it. We wanna talk about some of it on this show. We're gonna try to mix it up, talk about some different things on the DraftKings preview, but there was a lot that went on, and uh, it, it just—it would be a lot of fun to talk about. But I'm not going to get into me winning my flight and making it to the shootout in the member member and come almost getting there, finished top five. Made a bad—I made a bad decision in the chip off. Um, so well, that, that happens. It's yeah. golf, DB. And, and I've been thinking about the decision literally since it happened. I woke up in the middle of the night thinking about it. Woke up this morning thinking about it. I'll shake it. I'm very happy, you know, but uh, but I, I am thinking about it. You know, it's one thing when you just make a bad swing, but when you make a bad decision, you're like, God, you know, you just want to, yeah, anyway. It was a great week. Thanks for all the support, Pat, Nut Hut family, people on the internet. It was a good time. Uh, but dang, I mean, we got to talk about the PGA Championship, and you know we got to go down the board, presented by our friends at Leaderboard, as is this podcast, Leaderboard is a beautiful app, only in the iOS store, that you can download right now. And uh, they're working on it. It'll be in the Android store, so chill. And it's the best on-course app you could use to track your own game, to track your own stats. And especially if you're betting with your friends on the golf course, this is a fantastic app. All you got to do is load your buddies in. They can join Leaderboard. You can link it with your USGA gin. That way, everybody's handicaps pull in. Leaderboard will dot the scorecard for you and keep up with one of, I think, six games in the Leaderboard app you can play and gamble on. And then when it's all over and it's all said and done, Leaderboard will tell you who owes who money and they'll kick you to Venmo. It's a beautiful thing. The link is in the description of this podcast. Make sure that you use promo code TJ or referral code TJ when you sign up because now there's another Leaderboard. They're, they're good people. Leaderboard is going to do a little thing now. They just did this in the Nut Hut today. I don't know if you saw it, Pat, but they posted a Leaderboard Leaderboard of Tour Junkies users in the app and their, and the best scores of hmm. Tour Junkies users. And man, I, I got to say, I was pleasantly surprised to see some good scores in there because based on who signed up for Golby's Cup last year, I wouldn't yeah. have expected to see anything better than a Big 90. struggle, yeah. Yeah, but there were some couple 70s in there. It was good to see. So they're going to post that. And if, you are, uh, if, you, if you've downloaded the app and you've used our promo code every week, they're going to pick a winner who posts on the app a score to uh, send some merch to, some Tour Junkies merch. So check that out. But down the board, Pat, looking down the board, we can talk about Brooks here in a minute, but further down the board, anybody you want to talk about, bud? Well, you know, actually, I would like to talk about Victor Hovland. Hmm, okay. I'd like to talk about Victor Hovland because there's a few things he about bro- He broke Hovland. my heart. He broke my heart. Yeah, he did. Me too. I mean, I know he was on your betting card, but I also had him in DFS. Yeah. Him and Corey Same. Connors. They... One of the other, really, if Corey Connors win, wins and Victor Hovland's is, is second, I'm probably Victor Hovland's. Yeah, he's plural now. Yeah, he's two people. He's too good. He can't. You yeah. can't just have one Hovland. It's not enough. Yeah, um, it's a huge week for me in DFS. Instead, I pretty much I doubled up, which is good. So I was pretty excited about that. But let me talk about Victor a little bit because have you looked at his stats, DB, last week? Um. Yeah, I mean, he gained like ten strokes on approach, I believe. Ten on approach, sixteen point eight total. Yeah, three point two strokes around the green. And you know what? Now, I'm not saying that Victor's found anything around the green. Okay, I'm not. I will say this: if you listen to announcers on the radio talk about his his uh, scrambling, they act like he's he's the next Phil Mickelson, <laughs> and he's not. He's not. Okay. But he did scramble well this week. It was quite impressive. Some of the stuff he was doing, like, I mean, ballsy shots out of the rough, out of the sand, it looked pretty good. I mean, if that was there a lot of weeks, Victor Hovland's winning a lot, several majors, a lot. So I was impressed with Victor. Now, I was not impressed with hole number 16. He did the exact same thing that Corey Connors did. 
both guys I needed to win. Hole 16 effed me. It effed them. Yeah. I mean, hitting it into a bunker and then having to take a embedded ball rule. I mean, it's a bad guys, hole. That's a bad hole. I just don't. Yeah, I didn't like 16 at all. It, I, it, I it looked like great it. on paper, and then when we started watching, it's like, uh, okay. I mean, damn, remember Jordan Spieth had to freaking, what was it he had to do in like round one or two to make the, it was round two, didn't he? Didn't mm-hmm. he have to, uh, didn't he have to drop? He, he had to like reload in the bunker. Yeah. That, I mean, it was just, I hated that hole. <laughs> I mean, obviously for, for a lot of reasons. Um, but anyway, I, I thought Victor did show a lot this week, and now that's another major where he's finishing in a top 10. You go back to the Open Championship where he was, you know, battling Rory at first, we thought, and then all of a sudden Cam Smith came back and just, you know, just won. But Victor's right there, and I think we got to pay attention to him the rest of the way this year. I don't think he should be as low-owned. Now, if he is, I'll, I'll continue to yeah, play him. Yeah, we, I had him. I was well-leveraged on some Victor Hovland. Um, yeah. So Victor's my guy down the board that I wanted to talk about because I think there's a lot of impressive things to take out of that other than just what happened on 16. And not far down the board at that, I mean, right there. Yeah, yeah dude, I mean, I, I was really hoping. Now, now, we talked about Brooks on the betting show. We talked about Brooks a bunch in the, uh, in the nut hut. I mean, and dude, we, I, we have to sit here and give our boy Vince Money Marge, Vince Margiata, the Italian job get, went down last week because – in only like his third or fourth week doing this, he is delivered now. Uh, I think this is the second time delivering because he had a Sunday save your ass parlay hit just a couple weeks ago. I think in like week one or two. Vince drops the let's go juicing parlay on Tuesday or Wednesday of last week, free on tourjunkies.com. And it is some dude I'd never heard of for the Celtics. And it is Brooks Kepka double paired up together to juice Brooksy K at 39 to 1. And it, 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 it hits, and people in the nut hut were riding. That was right on the heels of us talking about him on the show and in, and in the Discord, too. And Brooke and uh, freaking Vince pairs him with this dude at Boston, not named Jason Tatum. Or um, what's the other guy that's actually better than Jason Tatum? I can't remember his name. Anyway. Uh, it was Al un- Horford? No, no, it's definitely not <laughs> Al Horford. <laughs> it's, it was an unbelievable, unbelievable call by Vince. V- yeah, Spaz by Vince is my new... Favorite Italian replacing Lou Malnati. <laughs> As in Lou Malnati's pizza? Is that, is that I what believe it? that's a pizza place. Yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah, see, Mike's, I mean, everybody's just loving. Vince getting a lot of love, so uh, shout out to him. Spaz is talking about tour picks, Joe Idoni. That's right, Joe Idoni tour picks dropped his betting card early for us, and it had Brooks Kepka on it. He also, gained, he also added another unit to his season-long total for finished position bets and head-to-heads exclusively in the Nut Hut. He's now up 16 units if you're in the Nut Hut tailing that. Uh, AK says, praise God for Vince. I mean, I mean it was just, it was, we were riding. Yeah. Also, you know, I, I was a little inactive on the weekend in the Discord, and I apologize. I was, I was obviously preoccupied with the member member. But, Pat, I had my best week ever in my exclusive Nut Hut Discord top 20s and head-to-heads. Between the two, uh, I gained over five units, and I'm, I'm, starting to, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to make up ground on Joe. So I made up a little ground on Joe this week. Happy to do that. Um, I, I did a lot of top 20s, and more than half of them hit, and it was, it was nice. We had a couple big ones in there. I felt close on a few first-round leader bets. Now, we know those Yeah, are you were. You had very, Keegan. I had Keegan. Somebody else. I had Victor. Yeah. He was kind of up there, wasn't yep. he? Uh, but they didn't hit. But we know this first round leader bets were so hard, but uh, they were close. You got to get in the Discord. Link in the description. Check it out. It's 20 bucks a month. And I promise you, you're making, you're making your money if you're just like blindly tailing any of this stuff, like between the prop stuff and all that. You're doing it. You got to be consistent, though. You got to get in there and you got to be consistent. We got to ride. Okay. We ride every week. Golf is a long game, it's a long season. It's a big, it's big picture stuff. It's not one day, one week, one tournament. We got to zoom out, right? So we can talk about Brooks doing his thing. We might talk about him a little bit more in the DFS show. But, you know, as I look down the leaderboard, Pat, it's, uh, it's, hard, to, it's hard to pass up Bryson. He's my, my honorable mention. We know I'm, Yeah, I had a feeling you might go that direction. We know I don't want to give me. too much credit to Bryson. You know, I mean, so I'm not. Uh, I did finish T4, and it was rather impressive. Got a lot. This place drew a lot of winged foot comparisons mm-hmm. leading up to the week. 
And uh, Bryson ended up comparing it to Wingfoot himself. But he's my honorable mention. I'll stop. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to go any further. Okay. There's another player in there that I really, I really want to talk about, but I think I'm going to save him for the DFS conversation. But I'm talking about down the leaderboard, Pat. Like way down? Down it. Okay. I mean, make the cut down it or miss the cut down it? What if I had told you, Pat? Okay, you know how, you know how, you know how, I, I mean, this, this, this is actually probably available and I don't even know it, but no, it couldn't have been. What if I had told you before the PGA Championship, hey, uh, there's a, there's a really cool prop market out there between top Kim at the PGA Championship. And you'd be like, what? Oh, I'm interested. Who is it, Daddy? Tell me. And I'd say, well, Tom yeah. Kim is going to be your, your favorite there. He's going to be probably mm-hmm. a plus one, 150. Uh, Siwoo Kim, God love him. Everybody's sweet, favorite sweet Korean prince, South Korean prince. Uh, he's, maybe, you know, he's maybe like a two plus 225. Yeah. And then after that, uh, there'd be a guy named Sawan Kim. Is it Sawan or Siwan? I, I'm gonna say Sawan because he's not cool enough to get the C. You know, Siwan like like Siwoo. We're not gonna do that. And and his C and A and his are put, pressed together. Siwoo's got a space in there. You know what I mean? So that means you change up the how you say. So I'm it? just gonna say it's like one word, Sawan. Okay. Not su, like not Siwan. You know. Either way, he would have been uh, thirty to one. Mm. In that, and he does not, and he in that bunch, yeah. And uh, the the reason I only know one thing: I think he shoots a lot of 80s. That's the only thing he I really shoots know. a lot of 80s. I'm talking about live golf DFL standout, Sawan Kim, who I have made fun of plenty of times, a couple times. I've got a one viral video on TikTok from last year on Sawan Kim. Um, I've made fun of Sawan Kim. Probably a nice guy, but dang it, like, come on. Literally, if you go and look at the Live Golf standings, there are 48 players in every tournament. If you go look at the Live Golf season-long standings right now, he's number 49. He's just above Alex Ogletree. Hmm. And Andy Ogletree. Alex Ogletree played for the Dogs, right? In the NFL. I'm thinking. No. About- no. That, that's, it's Alec, actually. Alec. A-L-E-C. But you're, you're on the right track. I'm thinking of Andy, right? Isn't it Andy? Yeah. Yeah. He's, one, yeah. he's only ahead of Andy Ogletree, who's only played in one tournament. Here are Sawan Kim's finishes at Live. Everybody's talking about how amazing the Live guys are. Brooks is up there. Bryson's up there. P. Reed's up there. Cam Smith's up there. Nobody's talking about Sawan Kim. This man is a miracle. Here are his finishes in Live this year 48th. Again, out of 48. 48. A 48. Okay, his first three events of the year. He finishes 47th in Australia. 47th. That was his fourth event. 45th in Singapore. And 43rd in Tulsa. So you could say he was trending. We should have seen it coming. Yeah, we should have seen it coming. Coming out of Tulsa on his way to a T62 finish at the PGA Championship, beating both Siwoo Kim and Tom Kim to take the Kim crown at the PGA Championship. Now, he also beat freaking J- Justin Thomas. Ever heard of him? Tony Finau, Ricky Fowler, Gary Woodland, Wyndham Clark, Cameron Young. This is crazy town that no one is giving Sawan Kim any credit. I think the man should be revered by all. I don't care about Michael Block. F Michael Block. I was about to say, like, what do you... What about Michael Block? No, F Michael Block. Sawan Kim has been the, the doo-doo on the bottom of the live shoe since it started. Hmm. Shooting in the 80s constantly. I bet Michael Block would be better than that on live. Sawan Kim finishing T62 and beating the people he did is more impressive than Michael Block. More impressive. I think he should be exempt into the rest of the end of the Open and the U.S. I- and the US Open. It should be all, it sh- we should have... All the Sawan Kim we could ask for. It's unbelievable. What if Michael Block gets asked to go to live? I didn't even think about that. 
Anyway, Sawan Key. I, I mean, it's great. It would be it's, very it's, Greg Norman esque to do it. Like, like literally, have called him last yeah. night. R- like, r- let's ride the heat wave, Michael. Listen, you're only worth this now. You go to you go to Colonial and you put up a stinker. This offer goes off the table. But for now, I will pay you one million dollars. In the darkness of the night, Michael Block goes to live. What if he did? Honestly, dude. I mean. Uh, he looks like a great guy, nice guy. It was heartwarming, the whole thing. I didn't plan on talking about Michael Block, but you brought it up. Can I just say something? Michael Block, if I showed you a picture of guys, if I showed you a lineup of just regular-ass dudes, okay, and I said, these dudes are all members of a country club, and one of them is notorious at the country club for getting absolutely obliterated and making a fool of himself at every member, 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 whatever, like gets obliterated, drunk all the time it looks like michael block would be that guy i'm not saying he is yeah um this is not a but li- then he's like a, the same guy that would like drop a damn 40 footer to win the memory gus yeah and also shoot 68 out of nowhere yeah. and you're like what the hell just happened to you? yeah but to me i think michael probably knows how to have a good time he just I'm looks sure. like a guy who knows how to have a good time like i bet block i bet hopefully th- he does this is i not mean the- that would suck if he was really boring of the human it does not appear to be that way but that would suck mike copley says no block party i i guarantee you that guy looking like he knows how to have a good time it's probably this week is not the first time he's heard anyone say block party because i bet he's had he's earned that nickname over the years mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't think Sawan kim's get enough credit that's just me whatever and that's down the board presented by leaderboard um we will talk a little bit more about some storylines with uh the pj on the uh on the dfs show yeah mm. What are you drinking, by the way? I'm Planet Tito's right now. And I got to be honest, I went a little light on the pour, man. Uh, you know, member, member weekend, I did a lot. Can yeah. I tell you a new thing I did, Pat? And I don't know how I never thought of this. I don't know how I never thought of this. I know where you're going. You did tell me this, but you might have been drunk. I think I do remember telling you this. No. What's a popular golf course drink? A transfusion. Yes. What to, what's my favorite like liquor of choice? Tequila. A Reposado tequila replacing the vodka in a transfusion to make it. Tito's. A Switching. Mexican transfusion. It was delicious. Absolutely. Yeah. Delicious. Um, so that was really good. Anyway, I'm just trying to kind of like Nothing really sounded good to me today, but I, I'm doing it anyway because I'm a man of the people. Uh, all right, let's get to let's let's talk about the top of the board. We're at Colonial Country Club. We all know Colonial. We all know it. Okay, Perry Maxwell Design, Hogan's Hogan's Horseshoe, um, Par seventy, Sam Burns, your defending champion. We know what we got to do here. This is uh, you know this is this is hit fairways. You know, you can maybe cut some corners like Jason Kokrak did a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Hit some fairways. Uh, you got It's hard to play well out of this Bermuda rough. Very small greens, peckish greens. Um, bent grass greens as well. Bermuda rough, Bermuda fairways. And really, the wind is the primary defense of this golf course. But I tell you, Pat, early, early looks... I see zero weather whatsoever, which is kind of nice coming off the PGA that we had. But I don't see – there's not much wind coming at all to this golf course. So no. I could see – the like last year it was windy. Last year it got kind of nasty. I was looking at kind of some past years. Winning scores I could see being closer to your Jason Kokrak 2021, your Daniel Berger 2020. Um, and possibly your Justin Rose win in 2018, where he got it all the way up to 20 under. Uh, I could see some winning scores being in that more like 13 to 16 under kind of scenario. And we, we have had a lot of, you know, we've not had any sort of like absolute bombs. Boo Weekly was the last triple-digit outright winner here. But we've had plenty of guys in the mid-range. Jordan Spieth was your last single-digit outright favorite in 2016 at around 7, 7.5 to 1. So, that, you know, there is potential to kind of get a long shot here despite having a decent top top element here, top tier of some of the best players up at the top of the betting board. It could happen. Obviously, Scotty is playing amazing, and he is, he is our, uh, he's our favorite. So we're talking about, uh, let's talk the top of the board. 
shorter than that 25 to 1 range. You got Scheffler at around 4.5 to 1, 4 to 1 best number. Uh, you got Spieth, 12 to 1, 14 to 1 ish. We told you that he wasn't hurt. We told you. Told you he wasn't hurt. He's not hurt, people. We, we ride on this. Like, we're just right on this. Finau's in there, Hovland, Morikawa, Sung JM, who may have made a giant mistake going to beat up on his fellow countrymen in South Korea literally the weekend before he played the PGA Championship because he sucked. Yeah. I wish I would have yeah. paid attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, kind of Max Homa is, is really our cutoff here. So up, up top, who do you like? Well, DB, I've got two guys here that I like, and I, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very focused on these two. And I don't want to try to get any di- – I don't want distractions during the week. Mm. I don't want anybody to talk me off of them. Okay. I just want to bet them and be done with it. Okay. And that's Tony Finau and Victor Hoblin. Those are the two guys that I want to bet. I want to put all my monies on <sighs> top, and I don't want anybody talking to me about anything else. Okay? Nothing else. Nothing. Nothing else. Victor and Finau. That's it. God, Finau, dude. What is his problem? I don't know. He, I, every time I saw him, I felt like he was like moving a rock or some shit. Like he was doing something. Every DB just marked when I cussed. No. <laughs> I thought you. No. Um, I mean, it just wasn't. I don't know. Finau should have been okay on that golf course. It shouldn't have been that. I mean, it's hard for everyone. But what was he, 14 over? Like, I mean. He got beat by Sawan Kim. It was terrible. Anyway, I still, I'm going back to him this week. He has a great history here. Um, he's obviously going to check a ton of boxes. I mean, when you're looking at ball striking, which I like, yeah. strokes gain yes. approach. Yeah, same old, I say, yeah. I mean, all these things, all of them. I don't need to God. go over all this crap. And then his, his, um, his history is fantastic here. So, Tony Finau, I love, and Victor Hovland, same thing. I mean, again, another, I mean, just the way he played last week, I'm going to go back to him. I, I still think, um, yeah, all the things I said about Victor. So. Yeah. Um, Victor's, Victor's there for me. I talked about him this morning on the First Look show. We went ahead and clicked him at 16-1 to 1 at the time. Um, you can still get him at 16-1, to 1, I think, but maybe not for long. And then, I mean, in this range, I kind of like Colin Morikawa at 18 mm-hmm. to 1. I just think Morikawa has got to break out. He's got to break out of, the, sl- of the, the, winning, the winning slump. It's been a minute since he's won. He's gonna, maybe you're the Morikawa whisperer. Maybe I am. I am not. Maybe I am. Obvious. He I'm, gets close. I mean, he's, he's coming close up. for me. Can you believe he's coming up on two years since his last win? Like, where is time going that Colin Morikawa hasn't won in two years? You know what I mean? Like, that, 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 that is, is crazy. I didn't even jarring think to think about. He last won the Open in 2021. That was his last victory. So, hmm. I, I just, and I, and I feel like Colonial should be the ideal spot for him now his best finish was in 2020 right when they i think this was the this was the first event restarted after the covid break and we did hit daniel Berger at 70 to 1 when he won um and then he we finished, actually speaking of that we have very good this is approaching honda classic this is a good turn because you hit co-crack i hit Berger. Yep. you hit co-crack yeah who was it before co-crack again um, it was oh no, it was Burger before Coker. Did did one of us hit Burns last? I don't think I hit Burns on this one. No, I don't think we hit Burns, but uh, yeah, we do have a good good thing going here. Um, yeah, I just maybe it's foolish. Maybe I should just be because the other name in here. I mean, it's Hovland for sure. But maybe the other and and maybe there's a little hangover with Hovland that worries me a little bit. But I it's just too good. He's young. Like who cares? Um. I think, he, I think he wants to get across the finish line of any event he can get across the finish line in. Like, of course, he wants to yeah. do it in a major, but I just think he's ready to just, like, give me another win because he's playing so freaking good. He just can't get it done. Um, but I was tempted to go Spieth here because I can still get Spieth at 14 to 1. You know, so, like, why would I take more? I, I don't know. But I, I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling about Morikawa. I just, 
I just feel it, you know? It's not that hard to chip around Colonial. So I, I don't I think that'll be good for him. These small greens, I think he's gonna hit a lot of greens and rag. The irons are still really, really good. I mean, he's still hitting he's still hitting the ball extremely well with his iron. And the only reason he's not gaining strokes off the tee is because he's still he's he's not hitting it far. He's not one that's really been chasing distance. So it, it does come down to the putter for him. Um but what is it with the by the way with Morikawa and Hovland in their short game? I mean, they're like the same age and they're the best ball strikers in the world. Anytime you're talking about great ball strikers, great iron players, you get Hovland, you get Morikawa. I mean, did they miss like were they there for ball striking school day, but they forgot about No, they didn't grow up around they didn't grow up around old guys like you surrounding them on the range going, son, get that sixty degree out of your hand. And give me a seven iron. Let me show you how to do it. You know, they, did, they didn't they, grow up. They, they didn't missed, grow up with a bump and run sensei like yourself. No, they miss scrambling day. They yeah. miss how to get up and down. They skipped school there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that, that makes three of us because I, uh, that, was my, that was my downfall at the member member. So. I'll send you some videos, TV. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so I think that's where I'm going. I mean, I'm with you on on the Hovland call, and and I think there could be a little bit of a letdown, but I'm not I'm not too worried about it. I mean, obviously Scheffler. I feel like Scheffler at plus four fifty is kind of a God. I mean, he's so good, but wasn't he like wasn't he like four fifty at the Byron Nelson, and the and the field was like way worse. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why he's the same price. That was a little yeah. That was a little too short. Well, I mean, maybe he, he was, really snuck into that second place finish. How about that? He did. I mean, maybe he was three fifty at the Byron, but still, it's not like I feel like he should be a little longer with a field that's got the top end that this one does. Um, even as good as he's playing. So, uh, other than that, I mean, listen. Well, I'll, we'll talk about that guy in the next range. Okay. I uh, want to remind everybody: to check out our friends at Picket. Download the Picket app if you've not already. It is free. Link is in the description of the podcast. Use promo code TJ when you do. And then after you've downloaded it, you do have to link one sports book if you're in a legal betting state and you have one. Or, and, and or, you can link something like prize picks, underdog, sleeper, parlay play, whatever those kind of DFS sites that you're, you're on. You can also link one of those. It'll track your bets for you. You got to know. If you're betting, if you're playing these, these things, you got to keep track of what you're doing. It'll also not just keep track of your totals, It'll keep track of what sports you're better at. What you know? I mean, I needed somebody to look at me and tell me, DB, get get out of the NFL DFS streets. You suck. And finally, I did, and I'm glad I did. I saved a lot of money not doing DraftKings NFL every Sunday. So, you know, a, a, an app like Picket that can show you here are the sports you're bad at and the sports you're good at. Here are the 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 type of bets, the type of plays you're good at and you're bad at. Is all good data to have, and it's a free app ios and android free app click it click the link promo code tj link a sports book and then once you do that they will send you uh either three dollars free cash money to your paypal or they will send you a hundred dollars just because they're nice and one person a day wins a hundred bucks on the picket app so uh do that they're good supporters of the podcast and it's a great tool for you mm-hmm. all right let's get to this mid-range i mean this is obviously where this is well yeah, th- this is really, I think, where the bread, the bread shall be buttered. Um, I got to start with Tommy Ladd because why? Why mm-hmm. else would we not do Tommy Ladd? I mean, I, you know, same, huh. same thing. You know, now I, I need to, I need to address this because some may be wondering. I, I did mention that if I didn't hit a winner last week, I would come in drawing something on my face to kind of try to change the vibe. And I thought about doing it today. I had the time. I had the time to do it, and I know what I'm going to draw. But I chose to wait. I chose to wait. I'm going to wait one more week. I, I, you know, I had Hovland on the card, and Hovland had a great shot. I've been close, you know? Mm-hmm. I've been close. And then I had such a good week with the top 20s and the head-to-heads, you know, uh, in the nut hut, winning the five units. I don't want to prematurely draw on my face. I don't want to prematurely... Mm-hmm. I don't like to prematurely do anything, but I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to mess up any potential momentum, mojo, vibes that I'm, I'm creeping into here and then throw off the whole circadian rhythm of my betting success. 
The what rhythm? Circadian rhythm. Okay, look it up. Um, so I, I didn't do it, but I am I am close. If we have if we if we suffer this week, I I have exactly I know exactly what I'm drawing on my face to turn things around. So that's yeah. coming. Well, I mean. Uh, a lot of us are disappointed you haven't had to draw on your face yet. But again, yeah. um, I agree. I think it's not time yet. I don't feel like it's time yet for you to draw on your face. I mean, I was desperate when I drew on my face. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then what happens? You I mean, I'm you getting close. Yeah. I may be drawing on my face again soon. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're in a dry spell right now, but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. On the outrights, we are. We're close. On the outrights, yeah. We're close. I'm with you on Fleetwood, by the way. We continue with Fleetwood. We just continue this. There's nothing else that needs to be said. Like we the missed guy out on Jason Day. Yep. We missed, missed out, out on Wyndham Clark. Clark. We gotta keep. We gotta keep going with Fleetwood. We gotta keep going. Yep. Keep doing it. Um. Nothing. Nothing else needs to be said there. Hundred percent agree. I also like Chris Kirk. Speaking of when you drew on your face, I like Chris Kirk at fifty-five mm-hmm. to one on uh, FanDuel and points bet right now. I mean, good good record here. Past champion from back in the day. Um, won earlier this year. Doesn't have to hit it a mile. Had a good PGA championship. I think Chris Kirk is definitely a, a very good value and can for sure win in a, in a field like this at 55 to 1. I like it. So I like that one. Okay. I did talk up Jaeger this morning at 75 to 1. Uh, in Absolutely. the first look betting show. And now, you know, and actually our boy Spaz brought up a good question that I think should be addressed because I think it's easy to forget about Jaeger. Obviously, Jaeger's playing hot right now. And he's checking a lot of boxes right now. He seems like he's added some length, added some distance. I think that's helped him. It can't hurt you on the PJ Tour. And, but one of the things that Spaz said, because I say it a lot, is he said, do you want to see him in the, in, the, in the heat first, right? Like, you know, I'll talk about, Sometimes for first-time winners, I like to see them late on a Sunday in contention go through it and not get it done and feel what that feels like, and then we hit them. Then we ride, right, mm-hmm. for some guys. Which is a great question because Stefan Yeager is really not – is it Stefan or Steven? I don't know. I say both. Um, he's really not been deep in the hunt late on a Sunday on the PGA Tour lately. But I reminded Spass that this man – has won six times on the Corn Ferry Tour. And to me, that's all I need. Like, it, it is a little crazy that, you know, all the seasons and the, and the attempts that he's had on the PGA Tour, he's not been in that close contention on the PGA Tour for having won six times on arguably, prior to live, the second most competitive tour on the planet. Right? I mean, more so than the DP World Tour. There were, there were way better players for years that Steven Yeager beat, like Scotty Scheffler, like Sam Burns, you know, like Xander Shoffley. Like, he beat these guys and won six times. So, to me, like, being in contention and closing the door that many times on that level of talent at that stage is enough. So, I, I think it's 75-1. to 1, We continue to ride the hot hand with Steven Yeager. There's a couple of names in here that I've, I'm – very closely looking at that we didn't talk a lot about in the first look show, but as I started doing more research today, started kind of popping for me. I'm going to leave them out there to see what you say, and we'll we'll hit them if you uh, if you don't say what I'm talking. Okay. About. All right. Um, well, I have I've got a couple in here, and I do like Stephen Yeager by the way, so I'm with you there, and I like I like Fleetwood also. Okay. Um, here's the one that I'm I'm really excited about. Dude. Cam Davis. I think Cam Davis is we he's just a streaky guy, okay? And you want to play Cam Davis when he's on a little bit of a hot streak, obviously. And I think that's where we're getting him right now. I mean, you look at his last few events. T4 last week at the PGA Championship. Great Sunday to kind of get him into that top five. T59 at the Wells, not great. I get that. But then a top 10 at the Heritage. Um we saw him play at the at Sawgrass at the Players Championship and have some 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 good rounds. So I think Cam Davis is uh, a very good bet here at forty five to one. I mean, you look at the way he's been playing lately. I mean, last week just just really good. I mean, twelve point eight strokes total, 
you know, five strokes off the tee, 4.9 on approach, four strokes around the green. The putting is just not quite there. He lost one stroke putting. So that's it. I mean, you, you look at that. Yeah. All of his game is starting to get there for him. So I like Cam Davis. He's had there good it. finishes on short courses too. Like, or, you yeah. know, not necessarily like super driver heavy courses like the Heritage. Um, you know, Sony, I think he had a good finish one time. I mean, he, he had this illness thing that he talked about, right, just a yeah. couple of weeks ago that it seems like maybe he's come through that, and maybe that's why he wasn't, he wasn't playing all that well because there was definitely a time where Cam Davis looked a little lost. But I agree. He's, he seems to be back. I, I, yeah. He was one I had, I had circled here, too. Really like him at 45 to 1. I like Justin Rose at 33 to yeah, 1. that was the other one. You know, a guy that's won on this golf course before just a few years ago. Uh, I think it was his last win, actually, before he won this year. Um, what was it, at Pebble Beach? Yeah. Um, so I think Colonial was the last win before that. I could be wrong. But um, so I do like Justin Rose, just the way he's played. We saw him obviously play well last week, 33 to 1. I like him. A guy I think that a lot of people are going to bet, though, like, and I don't know, I know we don't talk about stayaways, but Minwoo in this range, but Minwoo Lee, I think, I, I, I feel like a lot of people want to bet Minwoo. He kind of had yeah. a decent PGA, but I think I'm going to stay away from him. And I think I'm probably going to stay away from him in like DFS too. Like I, I get it. Yeah. I, I love Minwoo. I think he's a great personality. He's I got think great he's hype fan. videos on yeah. Instagram. Great talent. We saw this week. I think he just uh, earned like special temporary membership. Like, yeah. On the, on the tour, which is what happened with Tom Kim last year. Yeah. Um, but I'm just not ready to go all in on Minwoo yet. So. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, so I guess it, one more, one big question before we get out of this range. So that means we're leaving out Ricky, and and I have a little, I have a little trepidation there because he's in the Fleetwood category. He's in the Jason Day Wyndham Clark category. We've been riding. I yeah. I do feel, I do feel like we're not getting. I don't know. Although like. I mean, if, if you think about, if you sit there and go, maybe we're not getting a fair number on Ricky because he's such a public favorite and people love to hit it. But when, you know, he hasn't won in forever. But I mean, Fleetwood's at the same number and Fleetwood's never won on the PJ Tour. So, I mean, I, if we're happy with the Fleetwood number, I kind of feel like you have to be happy with the Fowler number. Even though I know he missed the cut, but he missed the cut on the number. He missed it by one shot. At a PJ Championship, I don't care about that. I don't care. There, there wasn't anything like glaringly bad going on it's also going to be really hard for me to leave fowler out so this this range is very very attractive to me yeah i understand that but i think i actually have him to talk about a little bit later in the show okay if I tells you anything but i do not have him is that a tease um okay all right well let's talk about the mid-range there's a player in here that uh, I really, really, really like. And he's the only one that I really, really, really like, honestly. Uh, but before I, before I do that, I want to share my screen, show the people something. I haven't done this before. Ready? Folks, this is Sobet. This is what we've been talking about for months, okay? This is a platform where the people at Sobet vet the handicappers that are allowed to post. Not everyone is allowed to post on Sobet. You have to be one of their approved handicappers. And when they post, they have to post their picks with logic and with units, and they have to report back on how they're doing. So it's full transparency betting platforms on every sport. I think they're accumulating now close to 40 handicappers in all kinds of sports. But this is the, the look here on the web, uh, and I just wanted to show it, show the people on YouTube what it looks like. So here's like Lloyd's Locks giving his Lakers Nuggets picks for tonight, talking about, you know, uh, the the units, he's going to give it a little a little description here. You can actually even click on the tag and look at other pros who are talking about this this game, and you can click them as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a really cool experience, a cool app. They've got uh, sp uh, special Twitch streams you can go check out. And then people are going to report back how they do. You know, here's, here's some baseball. Uh, somebody's cooking up, who's this? Big Hit Mark cooking up some, some baseball money line action. And then I like this too. You can uh, you can kind of check out all the pros here on SoBet, and this is cool. When you visit a pro's profile, you can see how many people are subscribed to that pro and how many days they've got a hot streak going. Now they're they're working on building something for golf because a daily hot streak is kind of hard. Um, 
and how many total hot streaks they've had. So, like, let's find one that's been in here a minute. Like, look, Ghost Picks Jimmy, seven-day hot streak, and he's had seven hot streaks. Uh, so, you know, you know, you can kind of see how hot are they. You can read up on all the pros. Anyway, so that's a pretty cool option. I encourage you to check it out. It is, uh, they've got a special promo going on right now. If you click on the link in the description and use promo code TJ, you will get six months at 20% off. So you'll get six months for about $39. That'll take you into NFL season, take you to the rest of the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball heating up, and, uh, and obviously we have our exclusive round robin uh, round robin bet that goes only on so bet every single week and it is up 11 units people 11 mm-hmm. units you're welcome so check it out so bet promo code tj get yourself that uh that discount for the next six months pat the one player in this range that i really 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 like is at 125 to one on points better at least he was earlier today uh in the first mm, look show i want to guess this because i feel okay. like i could have it hit it Hayden Buckley. It is Hayden Buckley, who was yes, in my... I knew, I knew it. He's going to be glaring to a lot of folks. He, he is. He, he was in my sleepers video last week. I, was ta- I talked him up for the sleepers. Uh, he was low 6K on the, on the PGA Championship for DraftKings. Continue to play well. Continue to hit it well. The only really bad thing in his arsenal is the short game, which, I, again, is not super difficult here. It is, it is probably going to be necessary uh, as the greens are small. But, I mean, he's a flusher. and. Uh, I just think this place is a perfect match for him. Despite his miscut here last year, he lost six strokes on approach, uh, which was the most he's ever lost in 81 recorded um, events. So I don't see that happening again here at the Charles Schwab. He's hot right now. The, tea, the Off the tee game is just money. I mean, there aren't many hitting the driver better than Hayden Buckley right now. He might be extra aggressive here at Colonial if he's still hitting it that well. I love him at 125 to 1. He's really one of the few I like in this range. I'm going to let you go, and I might fill in the gaps. I just don't love it here. I really like the, the range we talked about previously. Well, uh, and I, I agree with you, but obviously I had Buckley written down, and that was one of the reasons that I got that. But um, I think I think Cbez at 90 to 1 is worth looking at. I mean, a couple things here with Cbez. Um, one, you look at, you know, kind of leading up to this tournament, he had two Top 25 finishes, uh, a T19 at the RBC Heritage. Um, and then he had, um, where was he? He was, what happened? I talked about Cbez this morning. I got shamed a little bit. Really? I mean, mm-hmm. T23 at the Byron Nelson, missed the cut last week. Um, but then he's, he's had a top 15 here. But let's, let's also look at the stats if, if you're a stat guy. All right? Ball striking, top 25 in the field over the last 24 rounds. He's fifth in approach. He's number one in the field in proximity, looking at 100 to 125 yards. And I think they're going to have a lot of those yeah. kind, of, kind of wedge shots in that range. And he's number one there. You know, he's 20th in good drives gained. He's fourth in putting on bent grass greens. So CBAS gives you a lot of a lot of things if you're a stats person. And I don't think I don't know why you would be shamed actually because I feel like a lot of people that listen to us and watch us and do whatever are are big time stat people. They like the stats. Yeah, I got I got I got some shame. I'm well, not going to Cbez has the stats, all right? And he's 90 to 1, okay, to win. All of those things I think, you know, lead up to a, a guy that can can win this golf tournament. So I like him at 90 to 1. Um other than that, I don't know. I mean, Justin Sud, a hundred to one, kind of interests me just because of the fact that we've seen him up on the leaderboards this year. Uh, he's not going to wow you. He's not a guy that like he's the opposite, really, of Cbus. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He's not going to show up in a lot of your models. But you know, we've seen him, you know, play well in a lot of you know good field events. Which we actually we haven't even talked about this. I mean, this field is really good. Yeah, considering the fact that we're kind of in between a major, between a major and a yeah. Yeah, so elevated event next week. Uh, yeah, I looked. At, I looked at Cbez. Um, looked at uh, the one. The only other one, and I see he's getting some some talk up in the chat. Uh, Aussie DB Eric Cole. Eric yeah. Cole at hundred to one seems like a good a good hit. It, it, it does. Um, just you know, as good as that dude's playing, ball striker. I think he likes kind of the tighter, more precision. Um, ball striker courses like like the honda you know 
like what he did at uh, what wasn't the players? Didn't he play well at the players too? Yeah, I mean Eric Cole at 101 does feel like a, a solid value, so I'm there. All right, let's move on. Let's get to the bombs. I do yeah. like, I do like a couple bombs. The first one is Ryan Palmer. I mean, Mister Colonial. He he really is. He is Mister Colonial. He's King Colonial. It's his home. Does he live on that golf course? It's his home course. He's, he practices out of here. He does all that stuff, okay? But he's also playing really well. I mean, we almost saw him win just a couple of weeks ago. He just missed U.S. Open qualifying, which we haven't talked about that, but it's something to take note of. There's a couple names in this range we can talk about or maybe in the next segment, the top 20 six-pack. But there, there, is a, there was a 36-hole U.S. Open qualifier today on Monday in Dallas. Uh, and a lot of guys that are in this field um, did attempt to play in it. Some did better than others. They just finished up, uh, of note, not in this field, but Sergio Garcia qualified for the U.S. Open, his 24th consecutive U.S. Open. Um, so, and, and another name just absolutely obliterated everybody that we'll talk about here in a second. But Ryan Palmer came one shot away from, quali- from, from getting into the playoff to qualify. Shot a yep. 63 and then ended that up with a 71, probably because, you know, I mean, he's probably tired. You know, he's old. But, I mean, he's not a guy who has to, you know, be out here and grind on, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday at, at Colonial. He knows the place. Like, he'll be fine. Um, and he's got a great record here, tremendous record here, 150 to 1 for a guy like that who almost won just a couple of weeks ago. And we know Ryan Palmer's a ball striker. Like, he can do his thing. I think that's just too good a value to uh to pass up and that, that may be something else to consider too it's just kind of like you know some of these guys that are coming over from like Justin Suh reminds me of that a little bit like goes deep in the PGA and he's never played colonial before you know what what is he doing today probably not much of anything so like how prepared will he be you know I don't know so um I, I like Ryan Palmer just for for what he has I do think Ben Martin is intriguing at around 125, 150 to 1 on MGM. I'm not so, super committed yet, but I like it. And then a couple of buddies down here at 200 and 250 to 1. Nate Lashley, 200 to 1 on FanDuel, and Mark Hubbard at 250 to 1 on FanDuel. Hubs has played here and made the cut. I don't know why he's not had good finishes here because it should be a great spot for him. But it does seem like he's hitting the irons better than normal um, or, or than, he, than he has in years past. At Colonial, so I like that for Hubbard. I I, I kind of disregard his poor weekend at the PGA. Like when Hubs is out of it, like when he knows he's out of it, he's just gonna. I mean, he freaking did the whole trick putt thing again on Sunday. Like he doesn't care that much. So yeah, I do think he lines up, and I think I think Nate Lashley continue Lashley continues to hit his irons extremely well, um, and a little bit easier conditions this week. I think he could do some damage. So those are a couple bombs. Yeah, I, I like it. Nate Lashley, especially, I had him written down. Now, I saw him at 250 to 1. Is that shortened a little bit? Um, points um, bet, I thought maybe had him 250 to 1. Let's see. I may have missed it. No, I see it 200 now on points okay. bet, too. Damn. All right. Well, still like Nate Lashley. Another one, Vincent Norman. He yeah, is it. Yeah. I, now, I, I saw him that. at 200 to 1 on points bet, so maybe he that's shortened as well. Normal uh, two R's. Yes, he is now 201 even on points bet. Yeah, so I think he's another one that I think you could look at. it. A guy that's um, had several good finishes here in a row. Um, you know, I, I think that you, know, you look at the stats for sure. He, he definitely, you know, checks some boxes there when you're looking at, um, you know, some ball striking top 50 in the field. He's top 25 off the tee, uh, makes a lot of birdies. He's top 10 in birdie or better percentage. Um, so I think Vincent Norman is another one just as a long shot, um, you know, potential winner. Um, you look at his last couple events, he had a T18 at the Mexico Open, top 10 with a T8 at the AT&T Byron Nelson, um, also in Texas. Not that it really matters, but uh, so Vincent Norman there at uh, it's seven or not 7,000. That's his DK price, which I like too. Um, is it 200 to one? So there you go. Nice. Is that it? All right, let's talk about some top 20s. The top 26 pack, two locks, one bomb. Last week, our two locks did pretty good. We had Tommy, Tommy Ladd at plus 200 and Terrell Hatton at plus 180. Those are the only two that hit. 
We did not hit the bombs. Unfortunately, my plus 850 Jordan Smith bet did not click. So, um, All right, I'll make this easy. Tommy Lat plus 130. I mean, you know, I, I, I go to the names that are plus money for this, and the first one I find that I feel like is an absolute lock is Tommy Ladd just about every week he's playing right now. So at some point, he might get tired of finishing in the top 20 and, you know, either go home or win, uh, go home early or win. But um, I think I'm going to keep riding it. So Tommy is my first lock at plus 130. And then a guy we've already talked about a good bit, I, and it's a, it's a long number. But I think Jaeger at plus 240. I think that's actually a lock. I think he can get it done top 20 in this field as good as he's hitting it right now. So I'm going Tommy Ladd and Jaeger as the locks. All right. So I got to reset on Jaeger because I had him written down also. Um, no, we can agree. But yeah, we agree on that one. So we'll just leave that. Um, I had Ricky Fowler at plus 140. I don't hate it either. Lock. Yeah. So um, top 20 Ricky Fowler. But I did have Jaeger, so we'll just stick with that. Uh, what about your bomb? Bomb is going to be Akshay at plus 450. Akshay. I like Akshay a lot. I think this guy is just a great ball striker. And I don't think, you know, you should just look at one particular course type for him. Um, you know, don't think just because he did well in Mexico, which was a little bit of a bomber's paradise and all of that, that he can't do well in other courses. I, I think this guy has all the talent in the world. I like him at t- as a top 20 at plus 450. Uh, all right, so my top 20 is a guy that uh, is getting some, some chatter. I, I tweeted about him earlier today. Carson Young continues to do his thing. The man with the mustache from Anderson, South Carolina, just absolutely blitzed this U.S. Open qualifier in Dallas, shot a 63, and then followed it up in the same day with a 62 and went ahead and took the course record for that golf course um, and beat everyone in the qualifier by at least five. Austin Eckroat qualified in second place at 11 under, Carson Young at 16 under. So a guy who is in, and I'm not just talking about obviously what he's doing in a, in a, in a U.S. Open qualifier right down the street from Colonial, but I mean, Carson Young has been playing quite good lately. I think he has three top 20s in his last four events. That's including the RBC Heritage, which was an elevated event. And just recently, the AT&T Byron Nelson, like his irons are popping, off the tee is popping, and he putts well. So I, I think Carson Young is very live for a top 20 at 7-1. to one. He's 400-1 to one outright. That's probably not happening for Carson Young. I believe he would probably shit down his leg if he were found himself late on a Sunday with Spieth and, uh, and Scheffler. But a top 20 is not out of the, out of the realm of possibility, and 7-1 to one feels really good. I could see that number getting much shorter so uh I, I like carson young yeah don't mind it i like it okay uh that is it for the betting show we are gonna hit we're gonna head to the dfs show we're gonna do that we're gonna talk a little bit more about some of the storylines coming out of the pga there on the dfs show and uh have a good have a good night have a great week we'll do our all the normal scheduled programming for the discord and the nut hut this week both emails going out the wednesday lunchtime chat the wednesday evening chat all the good stuff will be dropped in the Discord, and uh, we appreciate everybody. Thanks for, uh, thanks for the support. Next week, we do have an elevated event. It's going to be awesome. And then before we know it, it'll be U.S. Open Week again. So bend over your bookie and have a great week. See you. Out!